I could have done better. It was like, oh, imagine if I had only run like three tenths of a second faster, like this one day, like I would have been happy with my career. So like, I think it, it's hard not to like really be super critical on your career when it doesn't end the way that you want it to, or it doesn't end when you think it's going to end. Um, and I know like that's for a lot of athletes and that happens a lot because of injury and like, whether it's like a career ending injury or like an injury that dictates your timeline in the NCAA or, or after, um, yeah, it, that's just, it's a lot and it's a lot to take in. And I still, that was the first time that I thought like, this is unfair. Like I had done so much to like help this, my Achilles issue and like a lot to prevent it. And I had put so much time and energy into like taking care of it that like for my career to end because of it was really frustrating. And I think I still am very frustrated. That's Emma Keenan, former Georgetown Hoya, who ran the 800-meter leg in the distance medley relay in 2015 to win a national championship. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Jocks podcast. Today, Emma and I dive deep into injuries, what it was like to win a national championship, and how she finished her career on a rather unplanned lower note at NAU, having to battle a torn hip labrum and get Achilles surgery after she finished running. She's an incredible athlete, an incredible friend, and an incredible singer. I can't wait to share her story with you. To begin, I asked Emma how she even got involved in sports. They're both older than me, and so I would see like them doing activities, and even when I wasn't old enough, I always wanted to join in. Um, and I remember like them going to cross-country practice, and I wasn't old enough, but like telling my mom that I like really wanted to run and then in third grade finally getting the opportunity to run and I actually think that I would run cross-country meets in basketball shoes whatever sports my sisters did um, I wanted to do it so I would see them and then try to convince my mom that I needed to do it as well so pretty much got into sports um, because of both of my sisters that's awesome what um what other sports did you do besides cross-country um, I did cross country. I did soccer, basketball. I played lacrosse for a little bit. Um, probably seriously and competitively field hockey, um, and running were my main two sports. So I started playing field hockey, like for the township in, I want to say second grade. And I continued that, um, through my junior year of high school. And I actually thought that's what I was going to play, um, in college, but that's not how things worked out. Um, but yeah, that was, that was pretty much all I did. That's super cool. Do you think playing all those sports, did that help you? Like when you were younger, did that help you mature into like a better athlete when you're older? Yes, definitely. Um, especially like, because all of them are very different, you learn like even at a young age, different things about them. So like starting cross country at a young age, like you don't get the whole like mental aspect of the sport or like really what it means to like push yourself. Um, but like you kind of learn like, Hey, I'm going to run with my friends and it's going to be fun. And that's kind of, you have that for the rest of your life. And like other sports, like, Hey, I'm going to like pass my friend and they're going to score and it's going to be really exciting. And that's like something that you like carry through no matter like what age that you are. So like starting at a young age and like having that like excitement about a sport, I think is like, incredible and especially like experiencing that um 
in all different sports and like what it feels like to be on a different team um, in a different competitive setting. And like, you can like think of times where you would go from like one practice to the next, like, and you weren't (laughs) tired. It was like, Oh my gosh, I had so much fun at this practice and I can't wait to go to the next one. (laughs) That was was seriously the best. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was. And you had like so many friends that you like met through everything you did. And I don't know. I feel like being an active person now, there's so much that shows it makes you happier. So I think as a kid, you're probably even happier. Yeah, exactly. Well, walk me through high school. How did you, how did you kind of choose or distill it down to cross country running and field hockey? Um, well, I actually, I didn't start, um, cross country. I only did cross country my senior year. So, and that's because, um, of like the distances that I, um, ran. Um, but since I had done field hockey my whole entire life and I was on a club team, um, and both of my sisters played, I, I loved field hockey. Um, like I, yeah, I think it was one of those things where like, um, I think that I was successful at field hockey, but in track like your time is your time so someone can't tell me that I'm slow if I run a certain time we're in field hockey it's like a little bit different where like one person could think you're pretty good another person could think you're okay like another person could think you're like the best player they've ever seen um and so I just like knew like I knew I wanted to play field hockey um in high school I just like knew that but as I started having success in running um that's kind of when I that like switch in my head was kind of like maybe this is what I want to pursue like especially I my field hockey team in high school like was incredibly fun and like the team was awesome but we weren't really really good whereas like then when it came like to track season like like you said it is an individual individual sport um to some aspect um and I personally was like having a lot of success that like there was very different uh, levels of excitement when it came to the, to the different sports. Um, So I kind of made that difficult decision my senior year to run cross country because I knew that that was going to benefit me like in college and then for the indoor and outdoor season and track. Um, But I would never like trade my field hockey experience at all in high school. It was like so incredibly fun. And my club team was like, awesome and and it was hard to juggle sometimes like we were talking about going from one practice to the other like I lived 40 minutes from my school and then I would go to track practice for however long and then have to drive an hour plus to go to field hockey practice and like then go home and try to do my homework like it wasn't always the the most fun but at the same time like I loved it while I was in it like I don't think I can ever think of a time where I like complained about going to like a track meet or a field hockey tournament or a practice or anything like it was like challenging, but it was also like, because you loved it. Right. You would like, don't feel like you're sacrificing anything because something that brings you so much joy. Yep. And like, I remember in high school, I don't think I was able to go to a single friend's like 16th birthday party. And back then I was like, like, it wasn't a big deal, but I was like, how, like, how have I not been able to go to anyone's? And now like I sit here and I'm like, that is the most insignificant thing like ever because I know that I probably like remember like something really exciting happening at a tournament or a meet 
that like I'll probably remember for a really long time that I wouldn't have remembered if I had gone <laughs> to someone's 16th birthday party. So like sometimes when things felt like sacrifices right then and there, I know now like they they weren't at all. Yeah. That also made it really hard to make friends, I think, in, in high school because really your your best friends are on your club team or your sports team because you're with them. So I think, I, I don't know if that was hard for you, but it was definitely a hard thing to juggle with. I didn't feel like I was as close with people um, in school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, and I also think that they're like, for me, I think I took the sports that I did very seriously, like really early on. Um, and so like, okay, in college, you can think like the decisions that you're making are like for your sport sometimes. So like, I'm going to not eat this or I'm going to go to bed at this time and make sure I get like this number of hours of sleep, like because of my sport, because I care. And I think that like, I had that pretty early on, just like I cared a lot and I wanted to do really well. And I wanted to know like, the ways to do that, that sometimes I think it came off as that, like, I was a tryhard. And, like, I can think of, like, times in high school when people were kind of, like, poke fun at me or, like, whatever, like, oh, like, you're taking it so seriously. But in my head, I was like, this is what I want my future to be. So, yes, I'm going to take it seriously. And I think that was kind of what was sometimes hard for me to kind of ignore and, like, not question, like, am I being, like, a crazy person by like, taking something too seriously. Um, so I think in like with your club team, there was like less of that because everyone was really good and like very talented and probably wanted to continue playing the sport. Whereas like on your high school team, it maybe wasn't that they did it for fun um, and like to be a part of a team. So it was dependent on like where you were kind of like the attitude that people had towards you wanting to be successful. Yeah, I mean, the the intense factor, I call it, like, is definitely a real thing. And it's, that's so hard to juggle in high school, because it's like, this is just fun, like stopping so intense and competitive. But when you foresee sort of like this greater plan and this greater success for yourself, you're almost like, well, what do you mean not try it as hard as I can? Or what do you mean not be my best? Like, why are you trying to, you know, say that being intense and competitive and wanting to win everything is like not okay so yes exactly <laughs> it's really a weird it's a really weird thing but it's really it's supplemented well with club I think yeah exactly yep mm-hmm. so how did you end up at how did you end up at Georgetown so I in high school I was definitely more sprint based so I ran the 800, but I approached it um, more from like sprinter training. So I also ran the 400 um, a good amount in high school. Yeah. What is um? What does it mean to like approach it more from sprinter training? So um, since the 800 is like a middle distance event, um, you could either like come down from the mile and run it, or you could come up from the 400 and run it. Um, so, like, I didn't really go on, like, runs in high school. And if I did, they probably were, like, no more than four miles. Um, so I did a lot of my training on the track. Um, so a lot of quick things, um, agility things, um, short rest things, um, but not a, not a lot of, like, longer runs um, or longer workouts. Probably, like, 
for me in high school, the longest interval I ever did in a workout was a 400, which like now thinking about that after like having more of a distance based approach in college, that was Mm -hmm. like barely anything. I probably ran close to 10 miles a week, um, in high school, which is not a lot at all. How many did you run in college on average? Um, it depended on the year, but the most I ever did was 50. Jeez. Which is still like for, yeah. And like I was at Georgetown, I was probably like the lowest mileage person on our, on our distance team for a while. Oh my gosh. So did you, so you ran the 800 at Georgetown and you picked up cross country? So I never actually competed on Georgetown's like cross country team. I probably did two meets total my whole entire time there. And that was more just because I had to train through the season, but I was not, I was not going to be a cross country runner um, at Georgetown. That just like was not, not my event way too long. Yeah. I can imagine having like grown up running all these super short distances. It's really hard to train your body to run what, is it 3.1 miles? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I, in college, they run a 6K. So that's like closer to, to four miles for a race. Cross country is probably the most like team oriented aspect of like in running that you'll ever kind of get to. Like besides relays and track, cross country is such a team sport. And it's really cool because um, like every meet, you're just like running for other girls. And even though I, I wasn't, a part of that to be able to train with those people while they were like um, working towards nationals or regionals or whatever they were doing to be a part of that was like a great experience because you realize like, yes, I have to be the one to push through this, but I'm pushing through this because I know the girl next to me and the girl behind me and the girl in front of me are doing it um, for our team and for like the Georgetown across our chest. Um, We're doing it for each other. So you, you learn that and you feel that um, when you're training in cross country. So I was like so excited to be a part of that. So for different, like your places um, in cross country meets, that's how you score points. So you don't want a lot of points in cross country. So like, honestly, I, I, <laughs> I couldn't really tell you exactly how it works, but the team with the lowest point is the t- points is the team that wins. Okay. That makes sense. So can you describe, can you just kind of like walk me through your career at Georgetown and how that sort of panned out, um, especially when you first got to Georgetown and then joining, joining a team and um, what that was kind of like? Yeah, um, I picked Georgetown for the team. Um, there was something about um, the girls um, and how they approached training and like their relationships with one another, which was evident on my visit there. Um, it was, it really stood out to me. So I was so excited to be, um, a part of the team. And I knew when I was, um, looking at schools, um, that I didn't want to go somewhere where I was going to be like a standout on the team. I wanted to go somewhere where there are people, um, that were a lot better than me. Cause I knew I was training with people better than me, um, that I was going to get better because I was going to learn from them and like want to be, like them um so (laughs) I came in my freshman year and I actually think I came in in a boot I had some kind of like 
something was going on with a tendon in my foot and they couldn't really like figure it out. But I think <laughs> that was probably a testament of what the rest of my career at Georgetown was going to be because I think I was in a boot more than I was not in a boot. Um, <laughs> just, I like one day went back and we had to keep a training log, um, of everything we did like every day training wise. And I went back kind of recently and was looking at it and I just had like so many blank weeks or like weeks where I could tell I was like on a bike or in the pool or something. And I realized there was more weeks that were blank than there were weeks that like had um, runs on them. And I could think back to like what those injuries were. And I was in that boot a whole lot. Um, So I think, that was, yeah, um, my my freshman year was pretty hard, actually. I think it was a hard transition in the fact that I was doing a lot more than I had ever done training-wise. Like I mentioned before, um, I hadn't really gone on runs before, so there was, like, an element of my body adjusting to a new kind of training. Um, but also just, like, school was hard, um, which was, like, and emotional and like um, that just like takes the toll on you to be stressed um, at school. And I want to say in October, I had a death in the family and um, like, that's always hard, especially it's like you haven't been away from home like ever like this before. And then you're something happens and you're really far from home and you kind of just, it's a, it's a weird feeling and it's like sad and it's hard, but um I remember I went home and it was like great to be able to be with my family during that time. And I came back to school and I want to say maybe the day after I came back, I was doing a workout and I ended up pulling my hamstring in the middle of that workout. So from, I want to say October to December, I didn't really run um, at all. And I, <laughs> it could have been a, a lot of things that like, there's also a lot of research on like how stress, um, impacts like injuries in your body. Um, and I'm sure that it took my hamstring a really long time to heal when it wasn't really that bad because I was like stressed. I was stressed because I was at school. I was stressed because of things that were like happening at home. And then I'm stressed because I want my body to be better and it's not. Um, so that was, that was a challenging start to my career at Georgetown, but also like being a freshman, you're so excited to do anything that I'm I'm, like grateful that I had that mindset, like no matter what. So once I was able to run, I ended up having like a pretty successful um, indoor season. Um, I think I set a new PR in the 800 and it wasn't anything huge. I want to say it was like 0.5 seconds from my high school PR but what was your PR? <laughs> I have to ask. So in high school, I ran 207. In high school? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yes. That's ridiculous. And- <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even tell you about mine. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> but, <continue. laughs> um, but I want to say, I, I remember the meet specifically. I was in Boston and. Um, it was like a setup race. So I had a pacer and the pacer was a teammate, uh, Andrea Keklak. And my only race plan was to just sit behind Keck. 
And so I remember like the gun goes off and my eyes are just like glued on the back of Keck and I'm like staying on her, staying on her and like came across the line. And I think I ran a 206, like five. And I was thrilled because I think, and every athlete knows like when you're injured, you kind of, you question coming back and like how long it's going to take. And like, is it going to feel normal? Like what happens if something like pops up again? Like, is it fully healed? Like, am I okay? So I think just like running a PR, especially as a freshman is like an incredibly special thing. Um, and having like a teammate help you do it is like really, really cool. Um, so I also went to indoor nationals my freshman year as like an alternate for uh, the DMR. Um, and the DMR is a distance medley relay. That's right. And what do you, what does that involve? like which events so it starts off um with a 1200 and then it goes 400 800 mile gotcha okay that's awesome so and you're I, running the 800 so i think so i'm trying to remember i want to say i was an alternate either for the 800 or the 400 because i remember that year i had run the 400 a couple of times um and we had um, Sabrina, she was going to run the open 800. So I think it was like a question of like, if she was capable, she was most likely going to run the DMR. Um, and she ended up yeah. running it. I, I think I found out um, maybe two weeks or like the week before that I had a stress reaction in my foot. So I was in a boot, like on the flight, on the way to nationals. <laughs> and after saying, like, if you run, you won't break it. So it's okay. Like your foot's not going to break if you run. And in my head, I was like, okay, like as long as my foot's not going to (laughs) break. What does that feel like running with a stress fracture at that kind of pace? Is it because it's like quick? So you're kind of like, all right, I'm just going to, it feels like there's knives in my foot, but I'm just going to run through it. Or what does that feel like? Um, yeah. So like, like going for a run, when I had it was definitely like, Oh, something's wrong, but it wasn't excruciating. But when I put my spikes on and there's like absolutely no support and you're running, it was on in my metatarsal. So you're running completely on your toes. It was like an incredibly like sharp stabbing pain, um, on the top of my foot. So I, I personally, like I knew I could run if I really, really had to, but I knew that it probably wasn't going to go very well if I, (laughs) if I ended up, um, having to be the one that ran. So I was happy yeah. that I did not have to be the one to run, but it was a great like experience to be there and see what like a national level meet was like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All this happened freshman year. Yeah, this all happened freshman year. And then I, I didn't wow. have an outdoor season because of, because of that um, stress reaction, but yes. Yeah. So that was all my freshman year. <laughs> what happens with the redshirt rule? You can redshirt the outdoor season. You can redshirt any of those, any of the three seasons. So the cross country, indoor, and outdoor. Mm-hmm. Because they're separate seasons, you can like redshirt them at different times. So like I redshirted the outdoor season uh, my freshman year, year, and then the indoor indoor season my um, sophomore year, and my senior year. Um, I think technically I could have had a medical like six year, but um, that wasn't, <laughs> I didn't think I really could do that. 
how are things socially on being on a track team where especially in track you're I mean so you have pacers you have um people who are like helping you win races but then you also are kind of competing against each other what is the dynamic of the team like yeah so I think I think I don't know if it was the people that we had on the team or how we were coached but like when you stepped on the line, you wanted to be everyone in your heat, no matter who it was. Um, and I think kind of what's helpful is when you get on the line, you're not necessarily thinking about who is standing to your left or to your right. You're kind of more thinking about what am I going to do to like run my race? Um, but I want to say at one point I was like the fifth fastest 800 girl on our team. And I like got so excited when I had an opportunity to run with somebody else like in a, in a heat because there's some like comfort of like seeing another Georgetown girl in your heat and being like, she does exactly like what I do. And I know if she's going to like push through this pain and she's going to work really hard, like that gives me a reason to push through this pain and work really hard. And I can't think of any time when like I got beat or I beat someone and like, it was an issue. It was more like, you were super excited for your teammate uh, to see them succeed or like you were really happy that like you were, it never was about like beating someone. Cause I think you would set individual goals and you would work towards those goals, like with people. So Mm -hmm. like it never came, like was about like, Oh, this is going to be a good race. If I beat so-and-so like, that's not whatever made it a good race. And our coach was kind of like, say that all the time like okay like if this person's doing better um in a workout than you that doesn't mean like you're having a bad workout and you can't judge your races or your workouts by how the girls around you are doing um so I think that was like really helpful and I think just like you you create this bond with like your teammates when you're seeing them like I can picture workouts when we're like laid out on the track. Like you literally have just like pushed your body to its limits and you've done it with these people. And there's like this connection that you have that then when you like see them race and you see them succeed, it's so, so exciting. And it becomes less about beating each other and more about just like hoping that like the, the efforts that your teammate has put in like shows and it, and they like have success. So there's never, I felt like a competitive kind of, or like a negative competitive nature on our team, which I think we were really lucky to have. Yeah. And that, I feel like that was maybe transferred from the, the sort of mantra of the cross country team where it's like, you're, you're repping the, the Georgetown across your chest and you're cheering for everyone else because you want to be the best for your team and your school you guys know how hard individually you worked. I mean, I've seen some of your workouts. This women's soccer team was sitting on the side like, oh my gosh, thank goodness we're not doing that right now. I've seen on that campus. Um, And so I just remember us being like, okay, so maybe two 400s in spring season (laughs) and then a lift so bad. (laughs) And our 400 (laughs) at eight minute pace. (laughs) No, yes. we, were, we were just like very calm, <laughs> you guys, and it, it definitely, you know, you could tell how hard you guys worked and how hard you pushed, but then also how hard you guys, or how well you guys supported each other. So that was really yeah. cool um, to witness. Yeah. 
And I think yeah. like I I feel especially like so lucky with that because I had so many injuries and like there like there were so many times where I like I was on the sidelines and like I had to watch and just like like you never like the ability to like still feel so much support from your teammates, like especially when they're like having so much success and like they're doing their own thing, but like to have the encouragement of them when you're like at your lowest um, was something that like, I'm so grateful for that. I had teammates that like really cared about me, no matter if I was on the track or like with a boot on having to bike or something like that. Like they were always so supportive. Yeah. That's awesome. How did you, when you were injured, um, how did you sort of like channel that and like energy to be like, I'm going to go to rehab, do all my exercises? Because at some point you hit a mark where you're just like, oh my gosh, I just want to wake up and everything's healed and I just don't want to be injured again. How, how did you sort of deal with that? Yeah, I think, uh, so in my mind, having gone through it so many times, I think that there is like a process to it where it first starts off where like, you're like really sad. You, you have news that like you had this injury and you're like really upset about it because now you can't do the one thing that you love. And then there comes like this period of like being really angry as to like, why did this happen? Like, I thought I was doing everything right. Like, how did I let this injury happen? And then after, like, you're feeling sorry for yourself, which you can't do for a very long time, otherwise you're never going to get, <laughs> you're never going to recover. Um, there's, like, this period of, okay, what can I do, like, so that the day when I am clear to run, I am in the exact place that I want to be. And so in my head, I would always be like, okay, just because you're injured, like, you're not off the hook. You're kind of, like, you're going to be way behind everybody else. So what are you going to do to, like, make sure that you're not as far behind um, as, like, everyone else when you are able to run? Because, like, cross-training is great, um, but you have to do so much of it to be at the same fitness level um, as, like, if you were running. Um, So kind of, like, I would tell myself, like, this is what it's going to take. It's going to take three hours a day of cross training, like, let's do it. And, um, there were times where like, that's not easy. Like you don't want to be sitting on a bike in Yates for 90 minutes. Like that's not really fun. You're not with your teammates and like, you're trying to push yourself to like extreme limits while like the person next to you is just like pedaling away and like talking to their friend. Um, so there's like a lot of talking yourself through, through an injury and, I think there's not much recognition of how mental that is um, and like what that really feels like depending on like, okay, your injury could be for one month, your injury injury could be for like like two years. Like you don't really know. Um, But every single day you have to wake up and like tell yourself why, why am I going to go cross train? And it's because I want to be the best that I can be when I am able to step out onto the track. That is, that is so powerful. And it's like, you, you wake up and you're like almost putting out your vision, like manifesting it saying, this is my vision. This is, it's like, did you visualize yourself sort of like stepping on the line and you're like, this is how I want to 
degrees and then you're like in the pool swimming as fast as you can (laughs) yes yeah it takes like I think visualization like for runners is like really important and you I found a way to kind of like make that happen for when like so I think when you do like a track workout, you can be like, okay, like I can think of a time when this is like really, really going to help me. And I had to kind of like train my brain to be like, Hey, even if it wasn't for a race, I would like do a pool workout. And I was like, this is going to help me so much. Like when I have to go for a 30 minute run, like something so insignificant, like you found reasons why like what you were doing was going to pay off and why it was so important as to why you were doing it. And like that made you motivated to do it. And then like, it didn't seem like such a burden or it didn't seem like you were having to do this like really hard thing. Like, and it wasn't fair that you like couldn't be out on the track. It it all made sense. And it was like, this is where I am right now. And I'm going to be grateful that I'm even, even able to train it at all. Um, so I think that like, especially with injuries for me, there's a lot of kind of like talking yourself through it and visualizing. Um, but I learned early on just to be grateful for, for my situation, even when it wasn't very easy. That's huge. I felt sorry for myself for a while. That's so that's super admirable. I wish we'd talk about it more in school. I I know. Well, that's, it's just so incredible to me too, because I, I saw how, how hard you worked. And I remember this one time being in the training room while I was, doing stuff for my knee and you came in there like really upset because something happened in your heel and it was like just when you had kind of started to come back and you're feeling great I never told you this but this that really really motivated me just to see sort of like your passion even then when you're like something's wrong I don't know what's wrong it sucks but I'm gonna get through it and I'm gonna move on um I don't know if you remember that but for me that was huge and I was like wow, I can suck it up and get through these single leg squats that I have to do every five hours. And, you know, like it, it it really, it really changed and helped my perspective on just doing the little things to make yourself that much better in the long run and having a powerful and good perspective on all of it. Well, I'm glad I was able to give you some motivation. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, but no, it was huge. It was huge for me. Um, it was like a really mature way of looking at things, which is I think injuries really force you to grow up a lot. Because you think you're a this big, big mature person coming into college, and then that injury happens, and you have no control over it at first, or like how it happens, and and then you, you have to you have to alter your mindset. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, it's funny that you say that because I was not a very emotional person in high school at all. And like now I think back to all the times that I was like crying very hard in a training room. And I was like, those are for all the years that I was not emotional as like a younger kid that it all came out because like it's just it's upsetting to like hear like that things like aren't OK in your body and they won't be for whatever the timeline is like, that's like really hard to hear, but also like, I'm so blessed that I had coaches that kind of taught that perspective thing, you know, like this isn't the end of the world. Like, yes, you love running, but like just because there's a little bump in the road doesn't mean we need to like have a whole like breakdown. Like we, my coach used to always say like, we can do hard things. And I remember like being like 
so upset and like crying and like hearing about an injury. And he just says like, we can do the hard things or like you're going to get through this. And he was right. You get through it and you always do. And it always works out. It always works out. Oh man, that mindset, that mental battle. Um, <laughs> yes. Brag about your accolades a little bit. I want to hear because you're a stud. Um, so I had most success my junior year. Um, and it's funny because the fall of my junior year was like absolutely horrible. I was really sick for like most of it and I didn't really train very much. So the success that I had throughout the season was like pretty shocking to me, but I, I'm so happy about my junior year because, um, so the indoor season, I think I was like running a PR at like every meet and they were like small PRs, but like just to be able to like get your time down like more and more and more just like shows your progress and is always like so exciting. And I was so lucky to be part of the distance medley um, at NCAAs that year, um, which we ended up winning, which is the best experience that I, that I ever had. Um, especially like the girls that were on that team are just so incredible and so inspiring that I, it was, it was the perfect situation. And I'm so happy that I was able to be, to be a part of that. Um, and then I think a lot of the momentum from, from winning that kind of like carried me through my outdoor season um, where I ended up making nationals um, for the outdoor season in the 800. I want to say like my, final placement at that meet was 12th I didn't make it to the final um but I just like I felt that I belonged there and like I had this confidence that I didn't have um before and I think a lot of that came from the success um that I had in the indoor season so that was that was an awesome year and my senior year I also um I qualified for NCAAs um in the outdoor season and I didn't do as well there. I want to say 16th was my placement. Um, but I had battled injury for most of that year. So just like the opportunity to get there and like what it really took for me to get, uh, to that starting line at NCAAs was like super special. Um, so I was very, very happy with that. I just want to interject really quick cause I saw the DMR online uh, from your junior year, the indoor season. Um, yes. I think we were, we were in Tombs, our college bar, you know, being delinquent soccer girls. And Neela, our, one of our soccer friends, put it on her phone. was like, we have to support our girls. And we got so rowdy. It was so cool to watch. We were so <laughs> and ever yes. since that, I fell in love with the track team. I was like, oh my gosh, like, how you guys do it? You know, I don't know. It was the coolest experience. <laughs> And we're like, we just won a national championship. <laughs> we're so excited. Yes, I know. I think I was probably, I like, it, so I didn't know going into it if I was going to be running it or not. So we had like multiple girls on the trip that could have run it. Um, and, but I had to tell myself, you know, like while I'm there, like mentally prepare, like you are running it. So I told myself um, that I was going to be running 800 and all of this stuff. And, I remember I was rooming with Keck again at that meet and in like the middle. So that race, I want to say was at 9 PM. It was later in the day. And I remember like 
maybe like midday, I just like had this like weird feeling that I was like, I think I know that we're going to win. And it's like, I don't like feel like we could win. I don't think there's a chance. I was like, I deep down know that like we are going to win this race. And like I had this like abundance of confidence that we were going to win. And it it wasn't in myself. Like I didn't think like, oh, like I know I'm going to be able to do this. I was like, this team right here is capable of incredible things. And I like know that every person here is care so much about like the girl that she's handing the baton to that there is no doubt in my mind that like there's another team like stepping on the line tonight that has that same connection that we have that like I know that we're going to win this race and like seeing Trina cross the line like kind of do a little fist pump with the baton in her hand in first just like it was so incredibly emotional um and it was so so special and uh, that moment I like wish I could just relive it over and over again. Um, just like that feeling of excitement of like watching her run and, and cross the line and like being next to your teammates and having it be for more than yourself. You know, it wasn't like I individually won something. It was like we as a team just accomplished something huge and we did it because everyone here like set out and did their job and like worked really hard. And it was, it was, yeah, so special. Oh my gosh. I have like chills all down my arms right now. That is, that's amazing. I'm like smiling so big. (laughs) Um, Cool. And I totally know what you mean about sort of like that gut feeling where you're just like, I'm going to win today. I don't know what it is or where, I don't know like where this came from, but I mean, you wish you obviously had that before every race or every game, but you're just like, I have so much confidence that we're going to win today. And that is, that is like one of those, the most special feelings ever. And it doesn't come around often and it's super random, but, um, yeah, I think that I totally know what you're you're talking about. So that's amazing. And you have a national championship, which is the sickest thing ever. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I know I just, uh, you know, tripped over myself outside, but at the same time, like we have a national championship. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. And it's like, that's, that's also what made it so cool was like, you know, like what your teammates like also have to go through to get to that point. So like, like it's just knowing each person on that team, like what was going on in their life, like things in the past, like what they had been dealing with, like the day before. And like, just to see like everything come together. Like, I don't really think that there's like words for it. Like it's just, you for like you forget like oh like you have a national title but it's so easy to like ignore all that it took to get to that point or like what really happened to like make that all come together and so I think like now when I think back to it it's like yes of course that was like the most special moment and it's so incredible but now it's like being able to reflect on like what it took for each person to get there is what like really makes it so special. Seriously, it's like it's all those times you're in the pool, like doing extra laps or like all the even just like the mental, the mental stuff more than anything, just believing that you could when, you know, you were potentially at your most out of shape because you're of an injury or something like that. So, yeah, that Mm -hmm. that I totally, totally empathize with that. That's so cool. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So I decided. um to leave Georgetown for my fifth year, which ultimately was a very 
hard decision. It was also kind of a stressful decision. Um, but I knew I had just, I had gone through so much being there. Um, so many injuries. Uh, I think that there was like a weird association that I had with the place that I knew, like if during my fifth year, I get injured again, like I'm going to quit. Cause I, my whole entire senior year, I had like something going on with my Achilles and I questioned like every day when I was doing like cross training workouts, like, is this going to pay off? Like, am I going to get a chance to step on the line? Like I, I didn't know there wasn't really a timeline for my injury. So, um, but I decided like, Hey, like we're going to give it another go, but I don't think like it can be here at Georgetown. And it wasn't like I didn't like Georgetown or anything against Georgetown. It was more like, I think I need a change of scenery for me to be successful. Um, And so I ended up transferring to Northern Arizona University, and that's actually where um, Coach Smith, so he um, was my coach at Georgetown for three years, ended up going. He was out out there in Flagstaff. Um, So I was pretty comfortable with that um, kind of selection, like a coach that knew me, like both as an athlete and a person. Um, I had a lot of confidence in, in transferring there. And also, like, because I had battled this Achilles injury for so long, um, a lot of times I would see a doctor in Phoenix. So going to Flagstaff, I was going to be like two and a half hours from this doctor. Um, so I knew if anything really happened, I could like easily drive down and see him and kind of get some answers if I ever needed it. So there was like a lot of trust in, in the decision to, to go out there. How did that, how did that end up? Also, what were you studying in school? Did you, was there anything specific that you wanted to go there for? Um, no. So I actually, I picked my master's program because it was going to be one year. So I ended up studying educational leadership in higher education, um, which honestly was very interesting. I don't know if I really want to use it for anything. Um, but I learned a lot and it was like, it was great. It was perfect for the situation. Um, and it was all online, which I did because I thought it was going to like completely remove the stress component of school. So everything was on my time and I could organize my schedule, um, exactly how I wanted, which was super, super helpful. Um, especially cause I was running more out there than I ever had in my running career. So, um, I was sleeping a lot. I want to say I was like averaging like nine hours a night, which is a lot. And I never had to wake up to go to class. So, um, the situation was like really perfect. Um, but it also was a huge transition to be like so far away from my family in a different time zone than my family and majority of my friends, um, to be in a new place. I lived by myself. Um, so just kind of, figuring that out, figuring out kind of the team dynamics and everything like that. Also just like the, there was a dynamic with the coaches. Cause like I knew the coaches very well from Georgetown, um, but they had only been there for one year with the NAU team. So kind of like more learning about how, like I knew how they coached, but not necessarily how they coached at NAU. So there was like a whole transition period. Um, and it was, yeah, I think it, it it was a lot harder than I was expecting it to be, um, just in the sense of being in a whole new place. And, like, ha- there was a little bit of, like, loneliness because it's 
everything's new and you're kind of like mm-hmm. in it by yourself. Um, and like, even though like I had friends that lived there, like, I think it's different when you're a fifth year because like you're not coming in with a class and like you're making a bunch of like friends with the other freshmen that are coming in with you. Like you're older and like people look up to you, but they like also you're trying to like fit in with the team. So it's like, it's weird. It's really weird. Um, and that took a while, but I also like became really, really good friends with, um, people on the team there. Um, and the team, both the men and the women at NAU are incredible. They're a very, very fun group. Um, so positive. Um, and it was awesome to be a part of that. Um, and like I moved out to Arizona, like with the thought that like, I'm going to go there and like everything is going to be perfect. And I'm going to run really, really fast. Like I am going to be in the situation that I can be the most successful. And I think for maybe like the first two months, I like felt that I really, really did. I was training at altitude. Like I was getting really fit. Like I was able to rest and recover how I actually wanted to. I was able to eat how I wanted to, like things were just how I wanted them to be. And then my body kind of gave up a little bit. Um, so in November, I started having some hip pain, which was weird for me. I had never had anything that like wasn't a lower extremity injury. And so in my hip, I kind of was like, well, this is weird. But at this point in your career, you like learn when like something maybe needs to be like stretched or like rolled out or if something is wrong. And I remember running up a hill and being like, oh, something is, is for sure wrong. Um, and I want to say it was like Christmas that I got an MRI Christmas time. I got an MRI at home that said I had like a torn labrum in my hip and a strain in my glute. Yeah. And, but it, and I think I had, there was like, there was a lot going on in my hip that I like never knew about. Um, but I remember the doctor that like ordered the MRI was like, okay, you're just getting this MRI because we have to like, just, um, kind of rule out any issues with the labrum and I'm like okay like I don't like I don't as long as there's nothing with my labrum I'm totally fine so like the day before Christmas Eve and I get the MRI report that's like detached tear of your labrum I'm like literally going into like panic mode extreme panic mode and I remember like calling my coach and being like I'm I don't even know if I want to like come back to like Arizona like in my head I was like what am I even doing now like I'm doing this like degree that I'm not super passionate about. Like I'm going to go back there and I'm not going to be able to run. Like, what am I doing? Like, is this what I should be doing? Or is like, could I be doing something else right now? Cause there was just so much going on. Um, but obviously I have a great support system around me and they kind of like talked me down and was like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Like everything's going to work out. Um, I remember I didn't do anything over Christmas break, which was nice until I got back to 7,000 feet and had to start training again. Um, and I like learned kind of the rehab that I needed to do for my hip. I luckily didn't need surgery, um, but just kind of like had to do a lot of strengthening things. Um, kind of like be careful of it, um, listen to it, uh, which I think sometimes you kind of like overthink things. It's so easy to overthink injuries. Um, so I'd be like, oh, like, is this okay? Like, is it, is this too much? Um, 
or like the opposite, like this is totally fine. I can, I can push through this. I can push through this. And I didn't want that to happen. Uh, and so I ended up, I had, it was a rough indoor season. Um, I think there's a meet, um, in Iowa for indoor, uh, and it was almost like a running joke because I had never been able to go to that meet at Georgetown. And it was because one time my flight got canceled because of snow to that meet. And then another time or the three other times that I would have gone, um, I was injured. And so I just like had this like joke with the coaches that like, I need to go to Iowa. Like I need to run at this Mm -hmm. meet. I've been wanting to run there. Like it's such a competitive meet. It's like a beautiful track. Like I need to go. And in my head, when I'm like starting to train again, I remember being like, I'm not going to be able to go to Iowa. Like I'm not going to be ready for Iowa. I'm not going to be ready for Iowa. And they were like, Oh, like the coaches would tell me like, you, like you'll be ready. You'll be ready. Remember we're going to that meet. And it's like funny because I'm like running by like girls and like coaches that I met on like going on other official visits for my fifth year. And I'm like, looking at like the other schools that I considered and like the relationships that I like created there. And I'm like, I am so embarrassed that I'm about to step out onto the track in the shape that I am in right now, like in front of all of these people that like I almost committed to, to run for. But with a torn labrum. (laughs) I know what I like. It's like you, you forget about, you forget about those things. And like, it was like, okay, like I'm, I'm healthy enough to train and like, they don't know I have a torn labrum, you know? So it's like, in my mind, I'm like, Oh, like the last thing I want to do is like be doubting my ability to do anything. But like, this was maybe like the first time in my career where I was like, I have so many more doubts and very little confidence right now that like, uh, this is going to go well. And there's like a difference between like not being confident because like you're worried about how things are going to be go and I think at this point I had little confidence because I knew I wasn't in good physical shape I I hadn't done enough and I hadn't been training for very long to kind of to have things go the way I wanted right but, and as athletes kind of thrive in that that preparation to know that we're going to be confident on game day or race day um so not having that I can't really imagine that especially especially when it's only a couple like less than a minute were you running an 800 I was running an 800 yeah yep so it wasn't going to be a very long race but it it was so horrible I think that was the slowest time I want to say I ever ran in college um I may have come in like last or second to last in my heat uh, and I, I just didn't feel like myself at all. Like mentally, I know like where I like tend to like push harder in a race or like start to kick or whatever. And I just had like absolutely no response at all. I felt like I was running backwards the whole entire time. Like my body was trying so hard, but I just was not moving. And I remember I like stepped off the track and was like mortified. And it wasn't, it was just like, Oh, like, I can't believe that like this, it wasn't, I can't believe that that just happened. It was more like, I can't believe that this is where I'm at. Like I just upped my life and moved across the country. And now like I'm doing the one thing I love and I'm doing it horribly. And it was just like, uh, such like a gut wrenching feeling. And I remember like 
seeing my coach after and like, I'm trying to hold it together. I'm trying to hold it together, but I like tears are coming down my face. I'm just like, Oh, like, is this really, is this really how this is going to go? And like, I remember he sat me down and I'm, I'm so lucky that I had him throughout my like whole entire career. And he's like telling me like, you can't for a second, like be embarrassed by what you just did. Like, so like, I'm in awe that you're out here. Like you've had so many like trials and injuries that like, I'm in shock that you still do this, but like, you know, that there's still so much that you can get out of your body. And he's like, and you're going to like keep going until you see what you're capable of. And like, that's what you should be thinking about right now. It's like, not like, Oh, I just like ran this race and, and it went so horribly. Like I need to give up. It's like, think of all the things that you went through to have maybe one bad race. And he was like, don't you like for a minute, forget like what it's like taken to get to this point. Um, and I think then was like, I kind of had this like epiphany that this, my experience at NAU wasn't going to be <laughs> what I really wanted it to be, but it was going to be such like the perfect learning experience. I learned so much about like myself um, and everything that I had like gone through throughout my collegiate career. That was like probably the most courageous thing you ever did. Even though yeah. like you won, you're a national, you have a national championship title, like that courage should go out there with a torn labrum out of shape in a running sport and compete. Like that just is a testament to your character that, you know, you you are a competitor and you have big dreams and even when even when you're not prepared because of circumstances you can't control like you still go out there and you compete which I think is like that just like just speaks really highly of like who you are as a person which is so amazing yeah and like I I feel like I appreciate you acknowledging that because I think that's so easy for people to kind of like look over. Like I remember being like, Oh, I'm this girl that just transferred here. That has like, I ran six seconds slower than what I'm capable of. And like, what are these new team teammates like thinking of me? And like, they don't know what I've gone through. Like my four years at Georgetown, like they don't know like the injuries that I've had and what it's like, what it's been like to get to this point. And like, yes, they know I have, I don't even know if some of my teammates knew that I had a torn labrum, like, but yeah, I think being able to have people recognize that what you just said is honestly like the most rewarding thing. Like you need to have people that recognize that like, just because you like aren't having success doesn't mean that like, you're not like, I don't know, either like gaining something so incredible from it or like learning so much about yourself or your, the people around you, like during that time, like having a support system where like they can see you for what you're doing when you're at your worst and when you're at your best, best is like, uh, I think it's, is key. And then, so I ended up not having an outdoor, uh, season at NAU. I went, I think March, I found out that I needed, surgery on my Achilles so this was like an injury that oh, I had battled oh, not on my labrum it was something totally different but this was like an injury I had um since my sophomore year um so yeah that was oh I don't I don't even know how I would go into like 
detail about what, like, I think the end of someone's career, no matter how it ends, is always, like, pretty hard. Like, you don't want it to end. Like, that's, like, you've dedicated like your whole entire life to doing this thing. And like, that is you, like, that's what you're used to doing. Like it's defined you. It's controlled a lot of like the decisions that you've made. Um, it's been your source of like energy and your source of joy for such a long time that like for it to end is going to be really hard no matter what, but for mine to end like so abruptly and also like just, to have no control over the situation of how it ended and to like think of what could have been, or like, I remember like hearing like that I needed surgery and that I wasn't going to be able to race again. Like the first thing like that happened in my head was like, I started thinking back on races where like I could have done better. It was like, Oh, imagine if I had only run like three tenths of a second faster, like this one day, like I would have been happy with my career. So like, I think it, it's hard not to like really be super critical on your career when it doesn't end the way that you want it to, or it doesn't end when you think it's going to end. Um, and I know like that's for a lot of athletes and that happens a lot because of injury and like, whether it's like a career ending injury or like an injury that dictates your timeline in the NCAA or, or after, um, yeah, it, that's just, it's a lot and it's a lot to take in. And I still, that was the first time that I thought like, this is unfair. Like I had done so much to like help this, my Achilles issue and like a lot to prevent it. And I had put so much time and energy into like taking care of it that like for my career to end because of it was really frustrating. And I think I still am very frustrated about that now. And it's like in a different way, like you, I said, like before, like the, the cycle of an injury, like you have different emotions at different times. Um, and like, of course I like, you can't change how it happened, but I still like randomly like will get like really upset about what my experience at NAU kind of like ended like, and, and my, attitude towards like running kind of how that like changed a little bit because of um the injury for a little bit and just kind of like where I'm at mentally now because of that one injury is like is still very frustrating to me I had my surgery in June so I went to see a doctor in Palo Alto actually and then had to go back to Arizona and then my parents um met me and we drove across the country with all of my stuff which was honestly hilarious so grateful that I had them but I'm like sitting in the back of of my car like with my leg like wrapped up and like elevated and like my crutches are like I don't even know like on my lap as we're like driving across the country um so that was quite an experience um nauseous from like the anesthesia and then like the drugs and then just being in a car for that long. So I was pretty lucky because it wasn't a very invasive surgery. So I honestly didn't really need to take um, like much medication for it. I want to say maybe only the couple days like after, which was really nice because I, I like felt very normal besides like my left Achilles like everything else like felt normal I didn't feel like too like sluggish or anything like that so 
it honestly, it wasn't, I think the most frustrating part about it was like not being really able to shower for a while. And especially when you're sitting in a car and you feel gross, <laughs> not the best combination. Um, I, I was lucky to kind of be totally, I was pretty comfortable. Um, and I wasn't yeah. really in much pain for that, for that car ride. So, um, I came home and yeah, so I, I did rehab probably three times a week, um, while I was home. So that pretty much took up most of my summer, which was kind of nice, you know, like it gave me something to do and like something to keep track of, like progress of and like see how things get better and everything like that. Um, but I, that was the first time in my life that I like didn't exercise at all. Like besides the little, uh, <laughs> exercises I would do at, at physical therapy. Um, and they weren't much for, for quite some time, um, I didn't really do anything. And I think maybe mentally and physically and emotionally, that was like a great break for me. I didn't need to like think about what I was doing that morning or the next day or like having to care about kind of anything that I really did because I didn't, I wasn't training. Um, But my recovery time for that uh, surgery, I mean, I'm still, I think I want to say, this past week I was still at the podiatrist like kind of figuring some things out so I'm still like in the process of making sure everything's like all good and all set um but I am able to exercise now and I think I've I've found some motivation again and I started working at Oracle in August, I want to say. And um, I've been enjoying that. There's like a team aspect to, to my job, which I'm, I feel lucky to, to have. Um, but I still, yeah. What'd you say? They, they hire a lot of athletes, right? They do. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, there's like familiar faces like from Georgetown uh, in my office. And yeah, I remember like that interview process that, um, Someone that was interviewing me um, had also been a runner in college, and it, that conversation was awesome because it was like being able to speak someone that speak to someone that kind of knows your language and then is also able to relate that to professional setting is like incredible because you're so used to like living your life in this like very scheduled routine every single day to then hear how someone is able to like apply that to their job. It's like, hey, like. I might like, I could be cut out for the professional world. Like this isn't going to be maybe as hard as like I thought it was going to be to make this like huge transition. And you realize that like a lot of what you learn in sport is very applicable to, to the professional world. You're not rehabbing to come back for a sport. So I think that's like very different or speak to that. Like is it different or how have your kind of like goals changed a little bit? Yeah. So it, I find it, like so incredibly different and I wish the timing of me being able to run again was maybe in a season where it wasn't freezing outside because I I think I have a lot of excitement to start running again but right now with it being cold that hasn't happened very much um but yeah it's I I would say that I'm still kind of struggling with the whole like concept of I was very goal oriented, um, when I was running and 
I, I set a lot of goals and I was vocal about my goals. And right now I'm like, I, I don't have any goals. And I'm like, I wake up every morning and I usually don't work out before I go to work. And I come home and I like think that I'm going to work out. And sometimes it doesn't happen because I fall asleep or I decide that I don't really want to go do anything. Yeah. And then I fall asleep and I do it again the next day. And it's like, wait, like I'm not getting this like fulfillment that I need out of my job every day. And it's because there's like, I'm not pushing myself to like a limit at work. Um, so I think right now I'm trying to kind of like figure, figure that out. And I don't really want it to be in running at the moment. I think that I need some time away from, from that just so I can, it's like, I am trying to like think of how to word my attitude towards running. And I, there's so much anger, I think, in it not feeling like it should with my Achilles, like still, like it doesn't feel completely normal that I get like really frustrated and I like don't even want to think about it. So right now I'm like, okay, don't force it because you don't have to. And like running's going to come back when it comes back and you're always going to be able to like have that no matter if it's like a short little jog or like whatever, like I'll always be able to kind of like come back to running, which, which is nice about the sport. Um, but right now I'm like, okay, let's find something else for you to kind of like push your limits. So I've been trying like other workout classes and seeing like what I can kind of get that, that same feeling from, but it's definitely been very hard. Yeah. In your sport, it's like a human relationship. It's really weird because it's like, we're so passionate about this one thing, but it can let us down so big time, but then it can be the greatest thing ever. I completely agree with that, especially, yeah, like when you mention injuries, like when you think of your sport and everything that goes into you being able to do your sport and then you have an injury, like you're not getting out of it what you're putting into it. And that is like, I feel like is very relatable to a relationship where like, okay, like you might not be getting something out of a relationship that you're putting a lot into, And like, there's going to be different ways that you handle it. And a lot of times that's going to be like, you need to step away from it for a little bit. And that's like exactly where I feel right now. Like I wasn't, I was putting so much into something and I wasn't getting what I thought I could have out of it. And I think right now it's like, we need to kind of stop going through that cycle of, of disappointment until we can feel like if an injury does happen again, that it's okay. And like that, that's just how it's going to be. And then we can move on from there. Whereas like right now it's kind of like, you don't want to have that unhealthy relationship with a person and you don't want to have that with your sport either. You know, I, I have a solution. Let's just go play field hockey. <laughs> what are, what are, how do you identify yourself now? Um, like, what do you, what do you do for fun or what, how do you get sort of the angst out when, when sports aren't, are working for you or you aren't working for you? Like what keeps you, what's your thing? Yeah. Um, I honestly can say I'm still 
trying to find that. But um, for me, I, especially in college, anytime I was stressed, I would find myself singing. Um, and now I think that's still something. I've always been very passionate about music. Um, so I find myself singing very often right now just to, it's very different and you don't get the same like emotion out of a sport than you do music in my opinion. Um, but it's something to kind of like work towards and like, it's another thing you can like see progress with and like get excited about. Um, so that's kind of like something that I could consider my thing, but I also think I'm really still, still trying to figure it out. Um, I think, I want to branch out and see like what could become my thing. You know, you're so used to doing one thing for such a long time that like my college coach all the time would be like, you can't be one dimensional. You can't be one dimensional. Um, and I'd always be like, Oh, like I'm not, I'm not like, I like other things. But then when running was taken away, I was like, wait, I am like pretty one dimensional. Like I always used to like take pride in being like, I'm not just Emma the runner. But now, like, when I introduce myself, I'm like, I don't even know who Emma is. Like, if Emma's not a runner, like, who's Emma? And, like, what does she do? And what does she like? And, like, how is she going to spend her time? So I think wow. right now in in the process of, of really figuring that out. Um, but, yeah, I think singing has kind of been something that I've had a little bit more time for. So that's been exciting. Yeah. You're an incredible singer. Oh my gosh. I like watch your videos on Instagram over like three times in a row each. Every time you post, like, <laughs> I'm just like, this is incredible. Um, and I'm like, I know her. How is it? My last kind of final question is like, how do you sort of find your sports lifestyle now? So obviously rehabbing, you can't really train as hard as you want to. And you're going through this interesting relationship with running so how do you find like those other components like teamwork camaraderie like setting goals um even just like being like competitive in certain ways how do you can you find that now or is it really hard or do you have like teammates around you yeah so I actually live with one of my teammates from college so (laughs) um that's like incredible to have someone who had a similar experience um with running right now and also to see her like post collegiately, like kind of we can figure this time out together, um, which has been really, really nice because it's someone that like completely gets you and you completely get. So to be around them every day is like uh, the perfect situation. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, it, it took me to kind of realize like that I wasn't, there was something missing and like, sitting here right now, I can tell you like, there's still something missing. And I was thinking about it this morning, actually driving to work. And I, I thought it was a goal. Like I I'm missing a goal. Um, and so right now I'm like really in the process process of figuring out what I want that goal to be. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be related to sport, especially right now, but I know just like the whole process of setting a goal, working towards it, um, overcoming the obstacles, um, that come along with working towards it. And then just like achieving it, I need to, I need to find that somewhere and I don't know where yet. Um, but I know that it took me being like, just really unsatisfied with not having a goal that 
I knew I needed to set one and I'm, and I'm looking forward to finding really what, what I want that goal to be. Um, so if you have any suggestions of what that goal could be, I'm, I'm open to hearing something. Oh, have you heard? I started this clubhouse. It's, it's really when we sort of find like what our next dream is or what, like when we, like you envision yourself crossing that finish line, like blowing people out of the water, like hitting your PRs, all of that. And th- those are your dreams. It's so easy. It's so much easier for us to sort of work t- to, towards that. But when you have no idea what you want your dreams to be, because you've been so much a part of this other world, it makes it so much harder. But I truly think like when, when you have those people around you with the same energy, you can create these like incredible dreams. And it's, you know, they sort of help bring out the best in you, just like you were saying in your cross country season, when you have more Georgetown across your chest, it was like, we were all doing it for each other. And that's what made us so much better. That's what helps you win a national championship in the DMR. Um, so I think it's just like, figuring out like how do we find the how do we find those dreams with yeah, other people I, exactly yeah and I think we are at an advantage just like I feel like a lot of times I've said to my sister recently like I don't really know what I want to do like I don't know what I want to do and she was like you may spend your whole entire life figuring out what you want to do and like that's okay because that's where a lot of people are at but I also think as athletes like we were able to experience like a feeling that our sport gave us that we will know when what we're doing is either like what we're passionate about or what we want to do and when it's not. And that doesn't really like help with the timeline of like when we find it. But I think we will really, really know when, when we're at that point. And like you said, I I hope it comes sooner versus later, but I guess there's really no guarantee. Uh, But I think, yeah, there is some advantage to it. Yeah. I totally agree. All right, girl, you're the best. Thank you so much for um, just sharing everything about your story and injuries. It's definitely, I know, not easy to dive back into that. Um, <laughs> anything course, else no, you want to share? It was great talk. No, I just, I appreciate you being curious about my, about my story. I think we don't, we don't share our stories enough, but we don't know about other athletes and like what they go through. So I think this is great that you're doing that. And I appreciate you like wanting to hear about my story. I think that's, uh, that's awesome. Thank you guys so much for tuning into Emma's story for more podcast updates. You can find those on Instagram at, at we are jocks or head to our website and sign up for our weekly email newsletters where you can get filled in on everyone's story. Thanks guys.